Well, welcome everybody to another Breakthrough Academy. My name is Peter Lewis. I'm pastor of Breakthrough Church here in the eastern part of Melbourne. I'm joined by Josh. Welcome everyone. Good to be here. Yeah, I, I, we missed you last week, Josh. Yes. Where we, uh, jo Josh was um, had a, a you know a good excuse in the fact that he wasn't able to even keep food down the last few days as of last week. I'm very glad to be here and I'm able to eat now and, and enjoy food and it's great. So that that's a good thing. That's a that's a very good thing that you can actually even. Um, Enjoy food, not yes. even have to do it. Yes. So, but anyway, we're not here to talk about Josh's dietary conditions and, and um, what he's facing. We're here to talk about the Word of God. Mm -hmm. We're here as part of Breakthrough Academy, um, and our symbol says it all. It's all about the Word of God. It's about diving deep into the Word, mountain but the mountains, faith. but mountain moving faith, exactly. It's not just about. Um, it's not just about an academic approach to this. It's about going into the Word of God in such a way that our faith goes big. Our faith mm. um, is grown, which means that, that we've connected with God through this. That's the whole purpose of what we want here, the fact that we want God to um, uh, to take His Word and make it alive in us, quicken our hearts, build our faith, so we go out and we live in a, in a different way. We live yeah. more empowered, live with the anointing of God, the grace of God, um, and we're so grateful for the Word of God that does that. So, um, Josh, we're going to jump into it today. We're going to build your um, your Bible translation. Yeah. If you haven't been um, across this, you can join us now. You can build your own Bible translation through the Breakthrough Academy. Um, we've done this over the last few weeks, talking about how we approach the Word of God, and you shape it and frame your translation based on your principles and, and guidelines. So, Josh, you've got I think I want two... Yeah, now? you've got two, two verses. Two, two, maybe three. Yeah, yeah, you're really well. Today it's going to go up. We're going like, to we're going to spend the day looking at a whole lot of different scriptures for the purpose of um, not just random scriptures, but yeah. these are scriptures that have made perp um, have particular choices about yeah. them. Yeah. And I'm going to get you to make your choice, and you online to make your choices. The reason for that is then it gives you an ability when you approach any Bible verse to understand the choices that have been made and what, how you would approach it and what you would think about it um, and what you're comfortable with. Um, it's not about getting the best translation. It's about getting a translation that gets the meaning and the understanding what um, was shared in the Word of God to us. It's the plain meaning. We're not mm. trying to um, find some secret sort of meaning. Yeah. You know? And I think we talked, about, yeah, it, we, we talked about understanding what it was that the original authors were trying to portray. Then with the Holy Spirit's help, Applying that to today and making that relevant today. So we've talked about um, all through this time the two key things that it, when we approach the Bible, we must. Um, do you remember what they are, Josh? It's a, it's a book and it's God breathed. It's a book and it's God breathed. Exactly. Those two things are the foundation for us handling the Word of God appropriately. Um, in Jesus, when he was being conf um, confronted by the Sadducees. And they were giving him this weird parable, you know, uh, or parable, this weird story. You know, there was a woman and she was married and then her husband died. And then so, and, and as was the custom of the day, you marry the brother because yeah. someone's got to take care of you. And then the brother died. And then so, um, so she married the next brother. Seven brothers later, they all die. You know, which is like, and I've always said, don't eat that woman's cooking. You know, there's <laughs> something not right with that woman. Something not right. Um, she got taken in yeah, she, she was like, have this arsenic-flavored toothpaste, dear. Um, everyone, oh, no, arsenic is the, um, uh, anyway, almond-flavored, I think, is the flavoring of arsenic. Um, 
The, um, but at the end, Jesus said, you do not know. The reason you're messed up with all this, because they said the question, whose, bro- whose, whose husband will she be? You know, who, who, who's going to be your husband in the resurrection? Ah, I got you. You know, like, got your question. Um, you know, they had got your questions back then, the same as we do on the internet today and you know, on social media. It, real easy, got your questions. You know, uh, if if this happens in politics, then why doesn't this happen? Ah, yeah. gotcha. You're such an idiot because you can't see the correlation. And you know, just look at that. It's everywhere. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so they got a gotcha question with Jesus, and he looked at them and said, you know, you, the reason you don't get this is um, for two reasons. You do not know the power of God, neither do you know the scriptures. You mm. don't know the scriptures nor the power of God. He called, um, them out. he called them out, but the two reasons he gave was you don't really know the scriptures. Now, these were um, leaders of the church of the day. Yeah. Uh, they were obviously no church. That was New Testament. The leaders of the, the people of God of the day, and they were Bible scholars. So to say you didn't know the scriptures was a big thing, but also you didn't know the power of God. Jesus was saying to fully understand something, you've got to understand what the word is really saying. So they had read it, but they'd read it through such a filter of their own expectation and that yeah, their own academic yeah studies and, and knowledge. Yeah, and, and they and they, they were they were already biased to what they were going to see there, and so they saw it, and so they hadn't actually really treated it as a book to try and understand properly what it said. Yeah. And secondly, he said, you don't know the power of God. It's no good trying to understand the scriptures being devoid and 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 being disconnected with yeah. God's power and the anointing of the Holy Spirit. He said, if you had had a connection with God and the power of God was working with you, and if you had truly gone to this book and to understand it, you would be able to do this. But um, he said, because of that, you can't. So those two things are always the foundation. We must treat it like a book mm-hmm. and understand what it says and try and read it for what it's trying to tell us, not for what we want it to say. Yeah. Um, and you know, there's times I've, I've read scriptures just this recently, uh, just this week, and I'm like, oh, this is not what this is doesn't fit my theology. Yeah. Do you know, this doesn't fit. But rather than, um, you know, you can do two things in this situation. All right. When something when you, something you read doesn't fit with what you would expect, um, you could do the, the one which is like, well, you know, it's wrong. And I, you know, I don't think most people do that. I don't think most, I don't think you're doing that. You know, it's wrong. You know, we all know that it's not wrong. Yeah. It was the Bible or Jesus. One of us is wrong. Yeah. And it's probably not the Bible. Yeah. Yeah. If God ever comes to you and says, hey, one of us is wrong. Well, I can tell you the answer. It's not going to be God. Okay. If Jesus said one of us is getting this wrong, you know, to to the Sadducees, is one of us is not understanding this. Yeah. I can tell you what, it was not Jesus. It was, you know, the other person was the Sadducees, the Pharisees, the, the... unbelievers, whatever, the, the church of Corinth, whoever was being written to, if they didn't get it, that's where the problem was. And um, and so I, but so the second thing that I, people, I think, often do with it is just shelve it. They just yeah. don't know what to do with it. They just, they, 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 they even refuse to, um, um, oh, what, you know, they, they don't really try and engage with it. It's just like, I don't know what to do with that. Yeah. I don't know what to do gotta, with it. Got to come with it with like a heart and be hungry to go, God, um, teach me, train yeah. me, or show me, Holy Spirit, what does this actually mean? Um, how does it apply to me here? And yeah. Not just, oh, that's a bit hard to digest, and I, I don't really know what that means. Yeah. All right, off you go, you know, yeah. So it's being, having a heart to be hungry to get the revelation of what it actually means. That's right. You've got, you've got, to, you've got to say, okay, I've got to dig in. And so last week we spoke about um, Paul, listening to Paul writing to the, um, you know, um, we used the example of the Galatians. 
but you know any of the letters you're sort of saying i'm trying to listen to see what paul was trying to say what's he getting across what's on his heart yeah. what's he trying to but it's a bit difficult because we've got to try and read from their point of view yeah. um by the way um caleb had put in a message for you welcome caleb and caitlin joining us online hey um, guys. <laughs> josh couldn't be wrong though no it, 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 as far as i can remember i've never been wrong so yeah there you go he's been wrong again just there um <laughs> So, um, yeah, it, it, but it's, what do we do with this? And, and there's a part where it's like, oh, do I, um, how do we handle it? What do we do with it? And this is all a part of trying to handle the Word of God, treat it like a book, yeah. not, like a, not like a promise box. Um, okay, do, I'll give you an example. This, this, this one really, well, you know, shook me up a little bit. Um, you know, do, you like, do you like scripture? We're not, and I'm not going to teach to it this morning, so it's a little bit dangerous throwing a, throwing a live hand grenade um, scripture in and saying, you know, just, just sort of work this out, you know, amongst yourselves. Um, and um, I'll call up on the on the on my app. Um, it's from Luke nineteen. And Jesus is telling a parable to illustrate the fact that um, um, from verse eleven. The crowd was listening to everything Jesus said, and because he was nearing Jerusalem, he told them a story to correct the impression the kingdom of God would begin right away. In other words, he said, I'm going to tell you a story, and the whole purpose of this story is so that you don't just sort of sit on your hands. Mm. It's kingdom of God's about to come. Mm. Here we come. We're just waiting. We're just waiting. We're just waiting. You know, if, if I, you know, and, and we're told to be in an expectant mood with yeah. the kingdom of God, Jesus coming again. Yeah. We'd be expectant, but we are not to be expectant by standing at the front door waiting. Yeah. We're to be expectant by busy doing stuff, yeah. ready for when they come. So he tells this parable of 10 meters. Um, 10 meters, there's a good 10 what? You know, <laughs> translation, we'll, we'll use it. We won't use this particular verse, but another one that, you know, what, do we, what does it mean by here? And this is what it says. The nobleman was called away to a distant empire to be crowned king and then return. I'm thinking they're talking about Jesus, mm. you know what I mean? Before he left, he called together ten of his servants, divided among them ten pounds of silver, saying, invest this for me while I'm gone. But his people hated him. His people hated him. Right. You know, and so he's talking to the Jews here. He's to the Jews. He's, he's having a go at the Jews. Mm. And sent a delegation after him saying, we do not want him to be our king. Oh. So after he was crowned king, he returned and called to the servants. And they talk about the minas, okay? But that's not the point. At the very end... Um, Verse 24, then turning to the others standing nearby, the king ordered, take the money from this servant, the one who had hidden it, and give it to the one who was 10 pounds. Mm. But they said, he's already got 10 pounds. Yeah, it's not very fair. You know, oh, okay, Jesus, you're living. Okay, he's, he's not a communist. He's, he's like, you know, he's, he's... But listen to this. And yes, the king replied, and to those who use well what they are given, even more will be given, but from those who do nothing, even what little they have will be taken away. away. Wow, okay. Sometimes Jesus is just so lovely. Do you know what I mean? He's just so kind. He wouldn't do a nasty thing to anybody. Well, I tell you what, sometimes you've just got to be um, aware that, um, <laughs> hey, you've got, to, you've got to confront the tough part of Jesus, too. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You, you've, got, you've got to realize, you know, because without that, we can, we can go soft on ourselves. Yeah. But look at verse 27. As for these enemies of mine who didn't want me to be their king, bring them in and execute them right here in front of me. Wow. Get that sorted? Yeah. <laughs> That's, that's Jesus speaking. Yeah. In terms of that, that's a... It, 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 like, he didn't even need... 
didn't really need even to say that. It was like it was all about the ten meters. Yeah. Said, I'm telling you sort of two things. Remember the remember right at the back at the start when those the people wrote a letter and they said we don't want you to be king. Yeah. Well, said so bring them in front of me and execute them right here in front of me now. And um, so I'm guessing a lot of people would read that and go, put that on the shelf because um, that sounds a bit odd. Yeah. <laughs> that doesn't doesn't fit my. Is that jumping to? Yeah. This, Obviously, this was not part of the original Bible, or you know, like we, we can. I, you know, but I'm just guessing. Most people don't reject it; they just don't know what to do with it. Yeah, we'll just move on. We'll just move on. And um, one of the dangers of just moving on all the time is that you just get a, you get a stack of scriptures that never can really penetrate you. And you'll only ever get the ones that that are fluffy and nice and sound good, or easy to yeah. understand or surface level. That, that's a great point, Josh. Yeah, you end up with just the surface level, surface level nice stuff, but you don't, you can't go into a, 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 any sort of um, any depth or anything that's a bit uncomfortable or anything that shakes you up anywhere because you just sort of just have a habit of just pushing that aside. But neither do we see. But this is why. Okay, what are the two things? What are the two things we apply to here? It's a, it's a book. It's a book, and it's God breathed. All right, so we don't look at this and say, okay, um, this is a scripture that can just be pulled out and just used by itself. You know, a lot of scriptures we do just use by themselves, you know, like the, the parable and things like that, the 10 meters, we yeah. might just use a bit of it. But, and then we sort of, when we go to do it this way, we're like, oh. But if we just pull it out and use it by itself, that's not treating it like a book. Jesus never intended for that line to be just used independently of yeah. anything else. He intended for you to understand that in the context of all his other teachings, in the context of all the other things that God was going to do and say. It was, and even Jesus was aware, it's in the context of the Old Testament teachings, it's in the context of all his things, it's in the context yeah. of what he has done. He's come. I, and you know, I'm not going to go into this now. Um, I remember, you know, one of the things. God told me when studying the life of Jesus in the Gospels, he said, always look at the life of Jesus with these two bookends. You know what I mean? The first one is that he left heaven to be here. Mm. He did not have to leave heaven. He left the glories of heaven yeah. and he gave it all up and he became a man with all its, um, a man with all the limitations. He became tired. He was, yeah. um, a pre you know, a, 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 you know, under pressure, he got hungry. All the things that a man would do that God would just, you know, just the distance between what God is and man is, um, is so different. And he left heaven. Why? Because he loved us yeah. and he wanted to come and rescue us. So, okay, the, I'm going to cut him a lot of slack. And also, on the other end, he is going to go and hang on a cross for the most excruciating death mm. and become not just physically tortured, but actually become sin and separated from the Father. Yeah. This is the creator of the universe allowing himself to become uh, be killed by and, 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 and punished and whipped and beaten by his creation. Yeah. And then he's going to on purpose, and he said, this is hard. He was sweating drops of blood. He mm. said, but I'm going to do what not my will, but what yours is. And he says, I'm going to say, I'm going to believe, and I'm going to take on to me the sin. And it says in, in um, 2 Corinthians 4 or 5, it says, um, God made him who knew no sin yeah. to become sin on our behalf, yeah. that we might become the righteousness of God. So he became sin on, and was hung on a cross. That's, oh, that's no greater love. You know what I mean? that, that's the, the ultimate love that, you know, that God could become man, that that 
that God could allow himself to be hung on a cross and become sin for us and be beaten and tortured yeah. um, for us. So anything I read that makes me think, oh, he's a bit tough yeah. or he's a bit harsh, I must see it in he the context. He came from heaven and he's dying for me. So anything that... that now and so I might, but I have to. But what I want, don't want to do is say, well, that doesn't fit, so therefore I disregard it. Yeah. I've got to now process it in that, and I've got to have a space for processing and working. So, like, like Josh said, we don't want to be those that just take the surface. What's Caitlin said there? So true. Um, until we push through to understand all of of who Jesus was and is, we can't live in the fullness that God wants mm. us. Yeah, great point, Caitlin. Yeah, we we've got to push through sometimes. And the scripture we shared a couple of weeks ago. Um, from James when it says, um, this man, what does this man do? This man is blessed. Which man? The man who looks intently. He, he, leans, in. he leans into it. And um, that's what these Bible studies are about, is helping us to lean in. Mm. All right. These Bible studies are designed to help you to lean in. Because otherwise, you're just doing the surface stuff. Yeah. But if you want to lean in, you've got to be able to handle it. You've got to treat it like a book. And then you've got to be able to treat it as a God-breathed thing. You cannot just make, make this an academic exercise. It will You'll get the wrong truth and understanding it won't impact your life it will not grow you into mountain moving faith so you've got we've got to do that both so today we are going to give you um, skills to help you lean in go below the surface and and to do that I'm I've got um actually I, I've got um, 13 pages of you know um, like uh, pages and pages I don't know whether you can see that this they're all different scriptures mm. All these scriptures that over the years I've just collated um, that have different aspects of it being a book and God breathed yeah. and working together. And so I've picked some of the, I've cherry picked some of the best ones today, and we're just going to work through these. And the purpose is so that you can apply key principles that then you can apply to all the Bible. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. We, we're, just gonna, we're just going to we're just going to we're just going to hit a couple of um um. Difficult things, some easy things. So let's start off on maybe something a little bit easier, just a cultural um, exchange. We, we looked at there, you know, the ten minas. You know, it's it straight away. I don't even know what a mina is. You don't know what a mina is. I'm guessing you don't know what a mina is. Um, but let's look at it, some examples. So Josh, if you want to scoot over a little bit, but you can just stay where everyone can see you, sort of thing. You know, we, we, uh, I like it of still being there. That's perfect. There, there we, we go. Can, yeah. And when we, you know, and um, so we're going to look. Some scriptures, and I want you to develop and build your own translation today, thinking about the choices you make, so that whenever you come to other translations, you are aware of why they made choices and why they didn't. Now, there's a great quote. Um, it's by a rabbi, or was it accredited to a rabbi uh, a long time ago? Um, rabbi Judah is reported to have said, um, "If one translates a verse literally, he's a liar. If he adds thereto, he's a blasphemer and a slanderer." Okay, if you, if you do it literally, well, you're a liar because you, you're not. It, it's not giving you the truth of what it's actually saying. Yeah. You're hiding it behind literal words and not going to make sense. So I'm, it, it, it's a lie. But if I make it readable, then I'm distorting it. I'm a blasphemer, mm. you know, because I'm, I'm changing what God said. So I'm just telling you, it's it's not a win-win. It's a loss-loss. Yeah. Okay, as soon as you, as soon as you move from one language to another. You're going to lose something somewhere, yeah. all right? But the idea is be aware and, and don't just have a single approach, be able to sort of go from different approaches so you can get win-win. And ultimately, the main thing is if you've got a heart to understand and you're, you're diving deep, God will, will use that to help that's, you. That's where if you're hungry for it 
and you have the heart for it, yeah, um, with the Holy Spirit, it will bring revelation to what it's saying. Yeah, he he'll 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 work through your limitations. Hungry people, he can work with. I I, I believe that. Hungry people, if you diligent, so hungry and diligent. Do you know what I mean? Like mm. you got to you got to lean in. You've also got to um, show some longevity with it. You yeah. Be like oh, two minutes. No, didn't understand that. Yeah. Didn't get any revelation. All right, now next scripture. You've got to lean in, and you've got to stick it out as well. That's right. So well, that, that, that's um. So three things, and that's Josh. You've a bit of Bible teaching here. It's good. Three things. It's got to, you've got to lean in. You've got to you know, you've got to be hungry. Mm. You've got to lean in, and you've got to stick with it. You've got to show some longevity. You know, and, and and if you do those three things, yeah, and 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 the Holy Spirit will then be able to show you. So let's start with a, a, a simple one. Um, um, Acts nineteen nineteen. We're not going to spend lots of time on each of these. Because the more we can do the the, the broader range of styles and mm. things that we can do and work in here. Um, so Acts nineteen nineteen, and let's go back to my New American because that's that's the Bible I've got here, nineteen seventy seven version version. And many of those who practice magic brought their books together, and um, actually, what I'm going to do, I'm going to let's pull this. Um, brought their books together and began burning them in the sight of all, and they counted up the price of them and found it 50,000 pieces of silver. All right, so um, straight away, I, I, I'm guessing that's a lot. Yeah. I don't know the exchange rate, but... Uh... Yeah. So it sort of sounds a lot, and the fact that they, they counted it up and they put a price on it shows that it was significant. There's yeah. a reason for it. You know, put yeah. the price on it. They've, they've put it in there, so it must be like, wow, that's a lot. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Can, and can I just say, without doing any Greek or any, anything else, just by the general reading of it, and um, and if you're just reading this through, and we've just picked this verse out, but if you're reading through, you get the same sense. Josh is exactly right. It sounds a lot. Mm. It, 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 the way they've written it and the way they've conveyed it yeah. has given the impression that's a lot. All right. So if you didn't do anything else, you've at least so said, well, you know, I think it sounds it feels like a lot, and I can move on. So they've done their job, okay. And the reason that they've done this is none of these words in the Greek, I'm guessing, have any um, have a difficulty finding an English equivalent. Fifty thousand. Well, we've got the word fifty thousand. So I'm guessing the Greek word is fifty thousand pieces of silver. Yeah. Um, silver. We've got word silver. They've got word silver. So it's good. But how many know that um, those things don't mean the same in the minds of the, the readers? And what we're trying to do is we're trying to get in how would the original readers have understood it? What was the original intent of the person of Luke when he was writing it? What he would and he he was not sort of just thinking silver in terms of the generalities or piece of silver. He knew something. It was it had a very particular value, yeah. Um, and it meant an, a certain amount in terms of their buying and selling power and things like that. Yeah. So we, this translation has been accurate, but it's accurately translated the words, but it hasn't accurately given us the the understanding of what the author yeah. did. All right. So what do we? How do we go about this? All right. Our best friend at the moment is being able to have lots of translations because. By going to other translations, you'll find that they've 
some of them will make different choices. Yeah. Okay, New American, it doesn't surprise me that it stayed fairly literal. If remember if we if we uh, talk about our chart, it's on that side. Yeah. Um in fact uh, let's see if we can pull that chart up. Scroll through. Agencies everywhere. Yeah, uh, but we don't throw them away because you never know like you today. Exactly. There we go, that one there. Okay, so in the literal word to word, there's my new American 77, pretty much over there. It's, 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 it's made a choice. Mm. It's, it's not the packet of the truth. And for more mean meaning over here, so a message Bible, living Bible. I'm gonna guess if I go and look in another translation, especially the message Bible, the living Bible, or even the new living Testament uh, uh, translation, or the new, um, this one side over here, it will, I'm gonna guess, doesn't use 50,000 mm. pieces of silver. So let's just have a look to see um, what they do. So I can I can pull up, and you can do this. I, I, I'm free to do this now because pretty much everybody has access by the internet to modern yeah. translations. You don't have to. Uh, in the past, I used to have a library. Well, I still got the library and books, but I have to go out there and pull out a physical book. I'd have my table full of different Bibles. I'd have one, you know. Um, or parallel one, open it up. I had eight different translations in one Bible. Everyone seen those? Uh, um, so let's have a look in the new um, New English translation, which which sort of sits more in the middle. Yeah. So large numbers. Are, uh, let's jump straight down. Value of the books was added up. It was found to be total fifty thousand silver coins. Hasn't really helped me much. No. It's our pieces. It's gone to coins, but it hasn't really helped. Yeah. Um, so all the literal ones, 50,000 pieces of silver, um, <laughs> Jewish, the Jewish uh, Bible, 50,000 drachmas, even less helpful. That's, that's going back. Yeah, that, the, the name of the silver coins, which I don't anything. Um, so, okay, now we're going to hit like the New Living Translation. Well, here we go. The value of the books was several million dollars. Wow. 50,000, several million dollars. Okay, so it's saying it's very expensive. We sort of guessed that. Um, now, okay, problem putting it several million dollars. One problem when was this written? Mm. A house is worth a hundred thousand dollars, ten thousand dollars, a million dollars, depending on what part of history you, you, you yeah. did. So, this translation, which was done maybe in the 1970s, that would but, but several is not an amount so. Several, several. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, we we'll do it. Let's have a look at something a bit more. That, that might only increase probably. <laughs> look at the Message Bible. Someone estimated their worth at fifty thousand silver coins. Hey, you're giving us nothing. Yeah. That's 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 amazing. The Message Bible didn't even bother to try. Yeah. It said, okay, just just know it's a lot. Um, the Passion Translation came to several several million dollars. Mm. Um, Good News Bible, which again is more of a free flowing one, um, came to fifty thousand silver coins. So. That's a really, it's um, <laughs> um, Young's literal. <laughs> found it five myriads of silverlings. <laughs> five myriads of silverlings. That's uh, not helpful. Sounds no. Like, so, sounds like something from uh, Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Um, all right, and so we can, you know, come down. I've got more translation. And okay, here we go. <laughs> What's this? We've got a number here. We've got a number here. This is the amplified. <laughs> They found it mounted 50,000 pieces of silver, about $9,300. Well, that's, um... That's not much. That's different to uh, several, several million. million. Where in the world did they get... They've got a little note here. 
Um, but I'm not sure. I, I can't call up the note. I don't have the access to that little note. So yeah. I don't know where they got that amount from. So they said, I'll, I'll, put, I'll do both. Here's what it says, and in brackets. Do you like that idea of putting brackets in? Um, well, you know, in, Joshua, in the Joshua Doby translation, what do you think about doing both? Um, it's it, like it's it's a little extra note of um, broader picture of what something means. Yeah. So it, it can be helpful, but also if it's then saying in this case nine thousand three hundred, but then it might still it's adding an extra thing without saying much extra. It's like oh, well I don't really know still. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that will yeah. So it can be helpful. Josh, just just talk that for a moment. I just noticed I'm going dark and light here. I'm just yeah. So. So in, in this case with the bracket, um, and that's different to what to what the other uh, several million is. That is a significant difference. So we I don't know if the brackets necessarily helped in this case though. We got light now. We got. Let's see if that helps a little bit. I certainly can see the light now. That might help me to. Sorry for the slight change. Yeah, we're just trying to. It, it, it keeps. What ha what's happening? It keeps adjusting to the. Um, yeah. The, the screen, which is brighter than me. Never. Um, <laughs> so I've just brightened me up a little bit more. All right. You don't need to know why. Um, so fifty thousand. Okay. The benefit is, we know what it originally said, but we understand that this is an explanation. It's a yeah. note I've added. An added explanation. Okay. So it breaks. Luke didn't put an added explanation, but he, we do. Okay, yeah. so we've added something, but is that a good thing? Or is it better just to go with the several million? Um, at least I can, benefit is, benefit here is, I can sort of work out if that's um, out of date, because if I go and find out how much 50,000 pieces of silver is, yeah. then I can make a, do my own calculation and say, yeah. oh, that's old. So, so, so that was from when it was done. Yeah. But even so, I, I, I can't, that'd have to be done 200 years ago to make that sort of math yeah. work. Amplified Bible is not that old, and this yeah. is an even more recent version of the. Um, um, I don't really get that. So, all right. So, what can we do about here? What what can you? So we've sort of we haven't actually been given anything that helps except several million or nine thousand three hundred. Everyone else has just said fifty thousand pieces of silver. Not a great help. So this is. I'll give you a clue to what I would do here. Um, couple couple places I can go. For instance, the first one is if you can get ac access to the New English Translation, which is the one I had at the very top. Um, large numbers of those who had practiced magic that it was found found a total of fifty thousand silver coins. One of the things about the New English Translation is when they put it out, they added a whole lot of translation notes which we could get access to. Yeah. So I have. On my Bible, um, on my phone or tablet and things like that, I've got access to them. I'm pretty sure I'm, I'm, you know you, you should be able to get access to them online. Yeah. All right. So if I go down here, you'll find that I've got a second Bible, the New English Translation. Oops, I'm past it. Oh no, I don't. I'll just go here. All right, New English Translation. Um, Technology is good, Josh. One mm. Okay, you can see here, this is New English translation. It's got the Greek numbers interspersed with it, but it's also got these notes. Yeah. Let's see the books. Silver. 
Okay, N65. Okay, let's see what we get here. Let's find out. Um, it's going to be a bit hard to read this. I'll just do it through this. All right, N65. 50,000 silver drachmas. Okay, so the word for silver, uh, the coin is a, a drachma. Yep. Um, that's, the, that's the currency name. Okay, another way to express the value would be in sheep. Okay, that's <laughs> interesting. One drachma could buy one sheep. <laughs> okay, that, that, so, this, so this many drachmas could purchase a huge flock of sheep. So you could buy 50,000 sheep. That's a lot. I'm guessing oh, that's a lot. It's a, lot, it's a pretty, you know, you got a, you're a rich farmer. Yeah. A, dra a drachma also equals a denarius, so it's the same, or a day's wage for the average worker. So fifty thousand, and one of them is a day's a day's wage. wage. So fifty thousand okay. days' wages. Yeah. So we can do two things now. Okay. Now we've got now we've got some information to help us. All right, so we're saying this is well, what it was worth then. 50,000 days wages, like 360, whatever, I don't know. Yeah, so, let, let's, so what's the average worker work, you know, like a, if you're working in a, a shop, you might get $250, you know, yeah. cash, you know, or, you know, if you're working a little bit higher up, you get 300 350 maybe even $400, it's, it's, you know, so it's the average, not, 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 you know, we're not talking about top end. Yeah. So let's say, let's say we, we strike 300 just as a rough thing, $300 a day, as you know, someone might say, "Well, that's good money." Okay, but it's not ridiculous money. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Three hundred dollars a day times fifty thousand. Hundred fifty. One point five. One point five million. Is that fifteen million dollars? Um. So now we go to the calculator. calculator. Let's yeah. go to the calculator. So three hundred times, times uh, fifty thousand. Fifteen million. million. Okay, so fifteen million dollars worth of books they got rid of. That's a lot. That's a lot. That's, I feel like that's more than several, at least, at least in my <laughs> So several million, which was probably back in the, um, you know, the 70s yeah. and, and the 80s. Yeah, that would have fitted. That's but now significant. It's, now it's, it's, it's even more than that because yeah. of the, the you know, inflation and things like that. Now, um, we started with an understanding that what, you know, how this is how much. You, you sort of felt that it was a lot. That's probably, yeah. Does knowing that it's fifteen million dollars make oh that's even more than I thought? It is more than I thought. All right, so there, there was the danger. I sort of got the gist, but I didn't have the context, and so I undersold what it was. Yeah. And now fifteen sort million. Of fifteen million. It increases the significance of yeah. now what has happened. Yeah. So there's your so Josh, what do you do with your translation? Do you put fifteen million dollars in? Do you do fifty thousand um, silver coins uh, in bracket? Uh, in bracket. For this day and time, fifteen million. <laughs> All right. I would put fifteen. You're just going fifteen million, and your 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 translation will age, and you won't understand if there's. <laughs> now, one of the problems with that is if there's a significance about numbers. Sometimes the the Bible uses mm. numbers. Yeah. You know, if it was you know like seven or you know like seven something, often that has a, a, a meaning. Um, for instance, um, the word oh, in English, I'm trying to think of an example. Let's say twelve. You know, when I say twelve, or when I say a dozen. I'm not, it's sometimes not even referring to twelve. It's a it's a group of things. You know what yeah. I mean? It's, it's you say a half dozen, but you're not saying six. Yeah. Um, so some, but sometimes it's even the opposite. That the number is more significant than the amount. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Um, and so, um, uh, okay. Let, let me give you an example. We 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 are here. Our address at this property is thirty one Michelin Court. 
all right? So we are using 31 as, you know, there's 31 reasons why we are here. You know what I mean? Uh, and, and it's like, oh, it's connected to something, but if I took away, you know, so, you know, and, and um, if I took away the amount and this and, and did the translation and lost the 31, yeah. then I lose that connection totally. Yeah. Does it make sense? So sometimes the numbers have a, a connection, and then if you take the number away and just put the modern equivalent, then it means nothing. Yeah. All right, so that, that's a, a possible danger. I don't think we're in danger of that here, yeah. but just got to be aware of it sometimes that is. Um, I think for all my bright light, it's still... Camera's still really struggling, but there we go. Just just work with me, camera. Um, okay, let's move on. Okay, cause you got, but you got to think about how you're yeah. going to do this. All right. Um, oh, da, 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 da. Um, John one thirty nine. We will. I said we won't take take time. We're gonna move along quickly, John. Is that okay? Yeah. Moving on, Boston. Moving on. Let's go. John one thirty nine. Um, okay, come and, come and see, like Jesus said, it was about four o'clock in the afternoon. Okay, this will give us the clue as whether there's something happening here. New American says it was about the 10th hour. 10th hour, four o'clock. Hey, one's 10, one's four. What's happening here? Um, Holman Bible, it was about 10 in the morning. Hang on, now we've got 10th hour, 10 in the morning, four p.m. About four o'clock in the afternoon. It's about the tenth hour. About the tenth hour. Four o'clock that afternoon. And um, the rest of the day, you're living. Thanks. Oh no, it was about four o'clock in the afternoon. Um, it was late afternoon when this happened. <laughs> Take the number out. Um, it was late in the afternoon. Passion translation. Uh, it was about four o'clock in the afternoon. Um, about the hour was about the tenth. Okay. What? What? Okay. So we, I'm just again. It's. I'm not going to understand this until we get a little bit of help here. Yeah. Um, so, let's have a look at the net translation um, again for us. Um, about the tenth hour is the Greek. About four o'clock is the translation. Yeah. So why have they done that? Um, it's because obviously, and we, we understand this, they didn't use the same time system as we do necessarily. Yeah. We have to work out which one. Now I discover it says this. Um, um, John Westcott, or uh, sorry, Westcott, the Bible scholar, um, was thought he was using John was using Roman time, which started at midnight. So tenth hour would make it um, ten a.m. Yeah, like our time. So it's pretty easy. So except yeah, it's so. Um, yeah, um, but then he gives another example where it says that he says no, he's using Jewish timekeeping, mm -hmm. which begins at six a.m. So six a.m. is zero. Yeah. And then so the tenth hour would be six 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 gives me midday midday another four four o'clock in the yeah. afternoon. So, and that, four p.m. Okay, so if John is using Roman time. It's 10 a.m. Yeah. If he's using Jewish time, mm. it's 4 p.m. Oh. Um, the context seems to say it's late in the day. Yeah. So the 4 p.m. seems to work. Yeah. Um, but if I say to you 10th hour, you're probably not going to get any of that because you're, mm. just, you're 
you're either going to make the mistake and think it's 10 a.m., which is, yeah. or you're going to think, I don't know what that means. Yeah. Um, so 4 p.m. is handier, but it's just lost that 10th hour. Yeah. Well, which one would you do in your Bible translation? Um, well, if, if it is corrected um, in like late in the afternoon, yeah. I, would, I would opt for 4 p.m. Um, what about the fact that the Message Bible, let's go back to there. But then that goes back to the same one before someone else reading this, whether they don't understand 24-hour time or that time. Yeah, yeah. And like, well, so maybe saying late in the day. Okay, be all right, because 4 p.m., if you don't that, understand. That will transcend these different times. Okay, so, you're, you're, so 4 o'clock in the afternoon, I sort of feel like if I'm reading something that says 4 o'clock in the afternoon, I don't need them to explain to me it's late in the afternoon. Mm. I can make my own assessment. I know what four o'clock is. I know how. Yeah. I know sort of you know. But they sort of say the gist of it's late, so they say we don't get hang up about the numbers. It's four p.m. would be late. So you've got you sort of yeah you sort of I'm going to give you the sense of it, or it's like well I can work that part out myself. Yeah. Or not. All right. So so time, money. Um, now the benefit is when they say tenth hour, we if we've got some knowledge can do the sums. Mm. But we've got to have knowledge. Yeah, have knowledge. But what it does is it enables me to make decisions and choices. But if they say late in the afternoon, all choices are made. Mm. Even 4 p.m. Yeah. I don't know, you know. Because before you mentioned Jewish time, I was doing the calculations in my head from 24 hours time. I'm yeah. like, that doesn't work. So, yeah. And then like, then you go, Jewish time. Like, ah, ah, that's the key. <laughs> so, having knowledge. Having knowledge. So you've got to dig a little bit. You've got to do some, some research. And some of these things help you here. So, um, but the, the first thing is, if you read multiple translations, that will often help fill in the gaps yeah. and you can work things out. Having something like um, some sort of, just, you know, you could just Google um, how do Jewish people read times and Jesus times. Right? Yeah. It, it's, the, the world of um, study has got so much easier. You know what I, mean? I used to have, have a book on customs of go in there, read about time and weights and money, and then search, yeah, find the right page. So Google search. Yeah, now it's just you can get a find. Or if you've got like me, you can get access to reference books and Bibles, like yeah. the English translation, get the notes. Um, yeah, so in Jordan Lewis translate, 4 p.m. could be mid morning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There you go. In Josh's, it's like late night. Yeah. <laughs> I've already been. I've already done a twelve-hour day by I'm, then. I'm up twelve hours before that already. So, all right, let's let's move on. Okay, we did one one before, and, and, and um, so this one should be a quick one. Hebrews eleven two. We've already made this decision. We did this with Second Thessalonians, I think, uh, yeah. a few weeks ago. Uh, New American Standard said, "For by it the men of old gained approval." Um, Holman for our ancestors won God's approval. Um, people of people of old, uh, elders. So it's a bit of a mix here. Men of God, men, men, men of people, elders, the people in the days of old. Um, um, so literally, it's like men. Do you put men in there? Okay, I'm asking you a gender question. Get you in trouble. I'm not going to say I, I, I'm, I'm all good. I just stick with the Bible. The Bible is the Bible, brothers. Oh, just, you know, we don't mess with the Bible. Whatever you think. Just, whatever, and, and whatever, you, whatever, you, whatever you're thinking, just remember that um, Rabbi Judah said, if you translate it literally, you'll be a liar. Yep. And if you translate it 
and um, if you add, add to it, you'll be a blasphemer and a slanderer. Okay, here's an example. People. Yeah, people. Um, because is is what when they when they were talked about. Remember in the Bible when they were talked about men, they would automatically be referring to men and women in in, in the context. They would not be li- they would not be limiting that to men. Well, the heroes of faith. Yeah, the heroes of faith. Yeah, yeah let's get around that a little bit. Um, but um, and that just you got. Okay, this the aim is to understand what they would have understood. Now they they understood the word men, but they also understood that men like and I used an example a couple of weeks ago about guys. Hey guys, I, yeah. love, I love you guys. Yeah. Is not a, a is, is not a gender term in that when it's used like that. But if I said I want all the guys to come around to our house on Saturday while the girls are going to go shopping, yeah. then guys is, is is male. But if I said at a, if I visited a church and I said I love you guys, you you're one of my favorite places place to preach. That's talking about the men and women there. Yeah. All right. So one word can um, have multiple meanings, and it can change depending on what you're doing. Uh, can I give you an example of? You know, words are really tricky thing. Is there a difference between sitting and lying? Sit like sitting. If I'm, I'm sitting, we're sitting right now. We're not, but we're not lying. But we're not lying. We're not laying down. Lying. Lying. So yeah, li- lying is in laying down. Yeah. Not, not lying is in telling an untruth. Lying and sitting are two different things. Yeah. But can I use those same two different words and make them and, and give them the exactly the same meaning? I'll, I'll give it to you. Okay. Um, did you see my hat sitting anywhere? Did you see my hat lying anywhere? Uh, yeah. It's, yes. It's exactly the same meaning. Yeah. So sitting and lying become ex- have exactly the same meaning. Yeah. Even though they have two different un- meanings. Mm-hmm. All right. So in context. Um, you, you, you've got to, you've got to be able to language. Language is not this thing that you can just narrowly be very harsh with. All right. So that's what I'm trying to say is that don't be too locked into words. Try to get that, that we talked about a few weeks ago, the packet meaning. We're trying to get the meaning. Yeah. Across. Um, the interesting thing in Hebrews 11, it talks about men of old who gave us, you know, we gained approval. Then it gave a list of those heroes and it mentioned some women amongst them. Yeah. Alright, so it was not actually, it was actually talking about men and women. Now, today, people get very focused. If you say men, or you mean men, if you, you know, if there's a word for people, if you want to use people, if you, so, it, whereas the translators 30 years ago, people weren't like that. If you use yeah. the word men, it was general. Yeah. Nowadays, people are very much about making distinctions. Mm-hmm. So you, you've got to be more careful in your translation because you've got to get, it, it was not an issue 30 years ago. Yeah. And it's a, oh, it's a joke. So Josh, would you use, what would you use? Men or women or, you know, people or? I, I might say people. Okay. So Joe, Josh is a woke Bible. I'm a, I'm a woke Bible, yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm going to say that's, that's, that's the ac- accusation. You just, you've just given in to wokeness, Josh. Uh, how much is wokeness? How much is language change? How much is making it understood? All right, I, I don't blame you. I think that's a reasonable translation there. All right, so you, you've you've got your gender thing sorted. Um, um let, let's just choosing between them. I think I'll go to Luke fifteen one because I think that will be a helpful one. Luke 15, 1. The parable of the prodigal. Okay, 
It says, now all the tax collectors and sinners were coming to hear him. Um, I just want to look at those words, tax collectors and sinners. It's all pretty consistent. Tax collectors, sinners, sinners, tax collectors. Now, you notice that um, I've grouped the more literal ones to the top, mm-hmm. and then I've grouped the more free mm-hmm. paraphrased ones together. Yeah. So when, you, when you're coming through, you'll get more the literal ones. The tax gatherers and sinners, tax collectors and sinners, tax collectors and sinners, then drew near all publicans and sinners. Sounds like people running. Tax collectors. Oh, where was? Oh, so now, New King James, all tax collectors and sinners. Now, now there's like a line here. Now we're moving into yeah. more paraphrase. Dishonest tax collectors and other notorious sinners. sinners. Tax collectors and other notorious sinners. Notorious. So, th- now it's interesting. It's a, it's a really interesting one here. If you look, see the New Living Translation and the Living Bible. The Living Bible was originally done by one man, Kenneth Taylor. And he wrote, basically wanted a Bible that his kids could read. Mm-hmm. And so they you know, they had the King James back in the 70s. And it was just tough work for mm-hmm. you know, to, to do family devotions with the King James was tough work. Dot, yeah, 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 it was like, it was hard enough for, English, you know, for parents. So he said, I'm, gonna write, I'm just going to rewrite the Bible in English. He's not in the Hebrew got scholar, he's not a Greek scholar. Yeah. He would just go and look at other translations, look at the concordances, look at the commentaries, and then work out what he said was a really good translation. And so, but he, what he did was made it in just very easy to understand language that was really good, yeah. and it just took off. And you know, mm-hmm. not just good for the kids, but for the Bible study group and for his friends. And, mm-hmm. and it's like, yeah, can we uh, maybe, you know? And he's like, you should publish this. So he, he put them together, sent them off, and then you got the Living Letters, which was all the letters of Paul, written in this way. Then it became the New Testament, and then it became the Old Testament. So, so th- yeah, but it was that was it was a very free flowing, um, not a, not a scholar. Just, yeah. a, just a person working on this, a good guy, and a, and and it changed my life. The yeah. Living Bible just made huge difference to me. Reading Paul's epistles, it just opened my eyes to what the, you know the meaning. Um, then many years later, they said, "Hey, we should do this a little bit better." Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, and and so they well, let's put together a group of experts and try and take the same principle, making it very readable. Yeah. But let's now filter it through a little bit more academic rigor yeah. and just check that some of these things. So they pushed it through this group that were, and it's a really interesting process to read. And, and I think they've done a great job, but they wanted to keep it readable. They were thinking of the original audience, yeah. make it easy. So it's, it's not literal, but it's not as free flowing and it's got a lot of scholarly sort of um, work built into it. So it's a New Living Translation is quite a good translation mm-hmm. like that. But anytime I look at it and you see, they'll, they'll try and use some of the Living Bible phrases because it's in honor. This is actually from that. Yeah. But when they change it, it's because they sort of did a vote and they said, no, you went too far. So, Living Bible, dishonest tax collectors, the New Living Translation, tax collectors. Mm. They just really didn't feel that they could put the word dishonest in there. Yeah. Um, but why did he put dishonest in there? So that's an interesting question. Yeah. And they've gone backwards because it's not in the Greek. And is that because of... Um, well, that they wouldn't have lacked the knowledge, like, like I was talking about before with the tax collectors, that the Romans were okay with them um, like hustling the people yeah. to get more. And yeah. so that's why they weren't liked. Yeah. So, so the problem is, um, it's going to be a case of when the Greek will say tax collectors, yeah. but when the people who read it okay. in that time, they understood who they tax collectors were. Yeah. But if I said tax collectors today, what's the problem? That's just someone who works in the tax office. Why are, they, why are they getting picked on? <laughs> they're just doing their job. They're, just, they're not doing anything dishonest. Yeah. So the word tax collector just has a totally different, culturally different understanding. Yeah. Um, but we, we have tax collectors today. Yeah. 
So the problem is, we, it's not the problem that we don't have the English. It's the problem is that what our English conjures, you know, conjures up in our mind yeah. versus to what they had in their mind was yeah. different. So Kenneth Taylor says, I've got to try and fix this. So he added a word, dishonest tax collectors, as if there was honest and dishonest ones. <laughs> do you know what I mean? But it, it, that, that could be the mistake. But he was just saying, I'm just saying that these were dishonest people. Yeah. All right? So they're saying, well, they're dishonest. You can't really put in there. But which one gives you... Without a, a, a reading, the Living Bible is more helpful because it, it helps transition. Look at the Message Bible. He just goes, he just forgets it all together. He says, by this time, a lot of men and women of doubtful reputation. So is this saying that um, ill reputation people yeah. were coming to listen to it? Yeah. So that so he, he says, I'm, I'm not going to try and I'm not going to tell you explain to you what a notorious what a sinner is and what a, a tax collector is. I'll just say that what, what the understanding. Yeah. That can work well, because but now we've got away from tax collectors and sinners, and we've just got people of bad reputation um, or doubtful reputation. Mm. Um, pa- Passion translation went back to dishonest, uh, added tax, dishonest tax collectors. Um, yeah, so it, it's it take you've got you've um, an amplified now the tax collectors and. Notorious and especially wicked sinners were all wicked. coming near him. Yeah, that's it. So who are these people? So you just got to do a little bit of diving. Let, let's let's see if our friend the New English translation. Um, okay, it it says. Listen, we do have a note on this, but you've got to go to Luke three to find it. So let's do that. We'll we'll do the, we'll we'll do that. I can do that. Um, so here we go. A nice little um, section about tax collectors, um, tax farming. Da da da. I'm not going to read it because. I don't want to dive into this. I'm just giving you the idea. Ah, okay, here's a clue and a hint about what tax collectors were. You've got to work out, am I going to put tax collectors? And I hope that the people reading this know how to, to you know, have done their own research and understanding. Yeah. Um, the context helps. These were, they obviously were people that, they, you know, they're looking down their nose at. Yeah. It was obviously, there was, but you might say, why were they looking down at, um, you know, their, their nose at them? Um, and, okay, you just got to make choices. I don't know whether, if you've got a choice, who you're going to, are you going to um, go to the message, notorious people? Are you going to are you going to try and explain it? What are you going to do? I don't know. I might just go with. Um, I feel like my translation is going to be going back and forth. <laughs> <laughs> it's like this is a really weird translation. Maybe I'll just go with like um, like the the ones that were not the ones that were not popular. Yeah. In yeah. society. Yeah. For what they did. <laughs> yeah. They, they, they were they were they were the um, the bad living people of society. They, they were not. They were doing the wrong thing. They were looked down on. Yeah. yeah. They were sinners. Okay. They were, you know, all the best with that. Um, Luke fifteen fifteen. We can go back to another cultural thing. What are you going to do with this one? Same story. The parables. Um, this has led into the parables. Um, so the, the prodigal son went and worked for one of the citizens of the country who sent him into his fields to feed pigs. Just, that's it. Nice and easy. To feed swine, to feed pigs, to feed pigs, to feed swine, to feed swine. Pigs feed are unchanging? So pig, pigs or swine, which would you use? Uh, pigs? Yeah, uh, swine's not. Well, I understand swine, but... Yeah, it's not, um, it's not what I'd normally say. Yeah. Let's, say. let's go to the farm and see some swine. Yeah. Not, not, you know, so there's, there's a difference between accurate and common language. Yeah. All right, let's, let's stay with pigs. Message Bible. Simon was, there, Simon was in his field to slop the pigs. Feed the pigs. Feed the pigs. Good news, but take care of the pigs. Field, field, fields to feed the swine. No one's given me anything different. Um, 
feed, feed hogs. <laughs> hog feed, yeah. Yeah, that's not, that's not what I'd use the word. No. Uh, take care of his pigs, pigs for, give the pigs food, send them to feed with hogs. Um, Spanish, don't worry about that one. That's there. Um, the second one I do my breakthrough up. Um, Espanol, feed pigs, feed pigs. Okay, there we go. No one, no one has helped me. No one. I thought there'd be somebody. Yeah. Somebody give me some help. What is the help I'm looking for? And I've got, see, if I'm just reading the Bible, I've got no help and I, and I move on without understanding. Yeah. This is only if you have read um, Old Testament background yourself. See, I'm saying, oh, you can go and find this in books. Yeah, but you can actually just find it by, if you read through the Old Testament, you would find that the Jewish attitude to pork and to pig and to food is absolutely, it's its an unclean animal yeah, and it is totally bad. It's, 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 um, I would never eat that. I would never touch that. I would never be near. It's not, do you know what I mean? So a Jew, you, you, you find from many other passages yeah. that they, the pigs are like a, a dirty, unclean. And so to, to be working with them, it would not be a desirable thing no. for the it would be a, it'd be, be a shameful it might be thing. Disgraceful, a shameful yeah, a disgrace. Yeah. So a disgrace. So, in none of those translations did it help me to understand that he said he went to feed the pigs. And yeah. Went, oh. It's like was he doing farm work? Or was yeah. Disgraceful. Yeah. It was like yeah. If, like if I said, um, uh, Josh, Josh, Josh um, went up to a country town, lost all his money, and he ended up having to work by feeding the sheep. And everyone goes, oh, that's sad because that's hard work and he's out in the farm and, do you know what I mean? He had to feed the cows. He had to feed the cattle. You know, he had to feed the llamas. You know, whatever whatever it is, you know, they're farming. That all makes no difference to them. But the word for pigs, it was not just feeding an animal. It was pigs. And they went and go, oh, because... You did what? You did, oh, that's... Yeah, How that, could you? He's gone down to Why the... Why would you do that? Oh, because he must be totally desperate. He has sunk so low. Yeah. He's, he's the lowest of the low sitting there looking at pig food. And yeah. Waiting pig food. Um, so, you know, um, none of that is... The translation doesn't get... get no, no, no one um, crossed that bridge of... No. The desperation of how, how he is. It's just, oh, okay, well, he's feeding the pigs. If you didn't know... All right. I just went, I just thought, let's check the New English translation, see if they've got anything in the notes. Mm -hmm. To a Jew, being sent to the field to feed pigs would be an insult, since pigs were considered unclean animals. Mm -hmm. And they give reference from Leviticus 11.7, where they come from. Mm -hmm. Okay, so it's a, so they put a note in it to say, to understand it, but not in their translation. Yeah. So, unless you're reading the notes, you don't get that. So, um, Josh, are you going to help people out, or is it just something where you listen? You've got to read the whole Bible. You've got to lean into it. I can't do everything for you. I can't do any. I can't do all the heavy lifting for you. Or uh, what, what are you going to do? It's a tough one, actually. Um, what about online? Anybody? What would you do with this version? Would you just say pigs, or would you try and put the, the this um, the insult, the, the the deprivation of what's happening? Because otherwise, you might have to. I don't know. Put something else in to signify this is an insult. Yeah, you can't, you can't, uh, unless you can find another animal, in which case you're going to confuse them even yeah. more. Yeah. Um, you know, so, um, unless you're going to change jobs and say he, he went to have to clean out the sewage. Yeah, um, yeah. That's something we know, oh, that's, but even then, it's just, it's just distasteful yeah. as opposed to, um, oh, that's really wrong. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that, that, that was my thought, well, 
show that this is not what they it's just a screen. So yeah. it's, it's an insult. Um but because, you know, I've grown up in the church and I've received teaching and yeah. have knowledge of it, I know what the teaching was not yeah. great. But for just anybody, um just like Yeah, what farm work, yeah. Yeah, farm work is um Caitlin says, I think I would say pigs, but then have a footnote describing the significance of pigs. Maybe. All right. Yeah. You've got the NET version. I just trust they read the footnotes. So it might be saying, um, uh, sent him into the fields to feed the unclean pigs. I don't know. Yeah, and that's, uh, as opposed to the dirty pigs. The clean pigs and the unclean pigs. Yeah. Know? Yeah, so Josh, I'm going to leave you with that one to, to ponder. Um, yeah, Caitlin, and, and it's a tough one. Can I tell you one of the things that's changed is doing things on the internet is because, um, for instance, uh, some, like my New American Bible has a whole lot of margin notes. So when they had something that was unsure, they could put some or this, or this, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I, actually, I, I think I'm just wondering what they put in here. I, I doubt whether they put anything in the margin. It was more just um, when they struggled to know what word um, to use. No, it didn't do anything there. Um, but they knew when this was printed, what was going to be there. That I would have the text and the margin notes. Yes. Now, thanks to the internet, you've lost control of how a book is presented. Because mm. you know now that now now you can put that and you can have notes and margin notes and footnotes. Yeah. But boom, people just grab it and they might not even have see the footnotes. They might not even have have the access to the footnotes. Yeah. So it's made translation a little bit harder because you can't control. What people have access to. Yeah. Um, I, I go back to it. I think it's a. Um, it's one of my. F- it was when I discovered it, the New English New English translation. It's fairly recent. It's it sits nicely in terms of a, a you know a good balance of translation. But the the notes for me, I, the the notes are helpful. Very helpful. All right, because every they're not all they're not always helpful. Do you know what I mean? But um, it's um, if you just dig around and lean in, it's a good place to lean in yeah. and check. Because every now and again, there's a nugget like that. Yeah. We've done the time, the money, the um, thing. They're all been thank you, NET notes. So if you can find a thing um, about printing it online, I never even thought of that. Yeah, so Caitlin says, I put in a footnote and then it's gone. Um, because, all right, let's, let's, let's. So you're making decisions, cultural decisions. Yeah. Um, All right, let, let's let's do one that probably I'll, I'll do a few that actually you might be able to get some meat out, not yes. just not in this um, because of what we're just um, discussing, but the actual verse itself. John sixteen verse five. These are one of my these these are some of my favourites. Um, John 16, 7. Do you know this verse 7? Um, yeah. It's, it's in the passage from verse 5 to 11, but 7 is where the, you know, it's just to get us in. I tell you the truth, it's to your advantage, Jesus said, I'm going away, for if I do not go away, the advocate will not come to you. Who's he talking about? The Holy Spirit. Josh knows because he understands the context. It's fairly, you know, and then you go from there, and then you read the book of Acts, and the Holy Spirit comes. Mm-hmm. So the context is there. So let's have a look at different. Tra- the um, New American says the Helper will come to you. 
Mr. Holman, the Bible says, counsellor will come to you. The comforting counsellor will come to you. The comforter will come to you. I think we've um, we've managed to nail one, two, three, in five translations, four different words. Mm. There's a clue to you that there's something. They're struggling. And this is the literal ones. They just yeah. don't know what to put. Um, the helper, the comforter, advocate. So the, new, the living Bible went comforter. The new living's gone advocate. Yeah. All right. Message Bible. Better that I leave. If I don't leave, the friend won't come. The pa pa passion translator, divine encourager. Yep. <laughs> helper, comforter. Okay. So no, no one exactly knows exactly. This is great. Use this word. <laughs> yeah, is a, this is the word to use. Amplified. Okay. I go away. If I do not go away, the comforter, counselor, helper, advocate, intercessor, strengthen, and standby it's will not come nice. to you. Yeah, just pick one. Um, one you like, you go with that. <laughs> uh, CEV, the Holy Spirit not come to help you. <laughs> just give him, just call him by name. Oh, I'll give it up. <laughs> helper, counselor, uh, helper, helper, comforter. All right. Can you see a problem here? They, they, they and and it's and the problem is. Which word do we use? Yeah. Now, that will normally be because as opposed to 50,000 pieces of silver, silver, we do have a word for 50,000. Mm. The problem there is not we do not have an English word for it. Yeah. The problem is we don't have an English word for it. Mm. This word this word doesn't have a, a nice English. So, it's got... So, we have to sort of choose one aspect of it and just, but by any anything we choose is going to be wrong, yeah, <laughs> because it's not going to have the, the full range of what it means. All right, so this is a good one because it's okay. The word for what this means, okay. So how do we do this? Okay, here now this one I'm going to. We haven't done any Greek stuff here. All all of those so far have been like like specific things. Um, yeah, I know. Yeah, well, but the spirit just—it does that. What does that mean? Is yeah. it just a name? Well, if you don't understand it, you're also like your nature is—you know—you are a spirit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but if you have an understanding, but how to do that? Yeah, it, it's so. The, so the, the the key is going to be what is this word yeah. and why are they so struggling? So we can go to a Greek dictionary. Um, like I said, they're not that hard to get to. This is there's free ones on there. I'm going to go to one called um, by Zodiati. Um, and so all I do is I find you know my new American Bible with the numbers. Yeah, that's the Greek dictionary numbered. It's yeah. So the, this word helper is the Greek number three eight seven five. Don't have to go to my old Bible. I just push that, and it's the word study dictionary by Zodiades. Um, you can buy this in a book, but you can yeah. the shop. Okay. Um, the reason I love this is because it 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 just lays out the different meanings. It doesn't. It doesn't treat words harshly. It treats words with a little understanding. Yeah. But it treats Greek words with understanding. It also understands the grammar of the context. So it does a whole lot of heavy lifting I could never do. Yeah. So I, I like it. So this word is the parakletos. Um, you heard the paraclete? Paraclete, the Holy Spirit. That's the word for the Holy Spirit. Well, this is where it comes from, the parakletos. Um, and it means to um, 
from another word, parakalion. Um, so I can click on this word. So it sort of comes out of a word. Mm. All right. So I click on that, and I'll go and have a look at that. Let's see. Parakalio is made up from two words. Para, kalio. Hey, that's brilliant. Para means to the side of, and kalio means to call. Thankfully, these two Greek words um, have equivalents in English. Yeah. Like para is in parallel, paragraph. Parallel, yeah. Um, you know, means by the yeah. know, words. Side, side, by side, side. Yeah, words. A paragraph is words that are, are in the great saying, you know, side by side in the Greek. Yeah. Parallel, two lines next to each other. Um, and kalio to call. Well, that's what we actually kalio. It sounds like the word call. Um, and it's, it's to aid, help, comfort, encourage. It means to call for someone to come and help you. Mm. Come on, come alongside me. Yeah. To call someone. Call come someone to come alongside you. Okay. okay. So now we can go back. Um, yeah. Um, so that, now that's where it came from, but it's actually a little bit different to that. So we'll yeah. just, so we've got Carly, to comfort, encourage, or exhort. It's probably a, a verbal adjective referring to an aid of any kind. Mm. In the Greek writers used of a legal advisor, pleader, proxy, or advocate, one who comes forward in behalf of and as the representative of another. So in a legal term. Mm. Okay, so if I need legal help, you come alongside me and, and you, you represent me in court, you represent me with legal advice. Yeah. So not only are you just a, 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 a helper, but you're a helper with skills yeah. that are going to help me in certain situations. But obviously this is not just a term that refers to, oh, Jesus, God said, when you've got any legal problems, I'm going to give them the Holy Spirit to you. Yeah, it's like, but I'm sending someone who, who... And so advocate has a legal sense to it. Yeah. So a couple of translations went with advocate because it's like that legal side yeah but what it doesn't give is the personal side yeah all right it doesn't give that fact of giving me real help and helping mm. me but it doesn't so let's just go back and f and look at all those translations and say what do, what do they miss out on advocate um legal. it gives the legal side misses out on the the, the, the friend the personal. the personal um the helper What does it miss out on? Um, well, the legal. The legal part, yeah. the skill set. The skill set. You know, I'm, hey, if I'm going to court, Josh, and I needed someone to represent me in court, you're a good friend. Yeah. But I don't bring you. Yeah. Because it's I, like side by side, but you don't you don't have the skill. You don't you, you, skill. you don't you're not bringing anything except go for it. Yeah. You know, that that don't um. Could be emotional support. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Nailed it. Um, counselor. Yeah, so you get yeah. so you're giving me good advice. Yeah. But what what's it missing? It's missing the, the friend the friend part of it. Yeah. The friendly there. Comforting counselor. Oh well, let's go comforter. Comforter. Yeah. What, that's, what, that's, what what part does that add? That's like that's consoling, that's yeah. um that's that's friend. Yeah. Go, but um, what's it missing? It's missing the legal. Yeah, missing legal, missing Actual real help, yeah. assistance. So it's all there, there, it's okay. Yeah, it's so but but if I say advocate, my advocate doesn't necessarily console me or comfort yeah. me. Yeah, an advocate just does the legal stuff. For yeah. Me. So I, I, oh, you know, so um, helper, we've done that one. Comforter, advocate. So now we're starting to bounce. Friend. Friend. 
that's just like, you know, you can have a, a good friend, but not necessarily helpful. So. Yeah, he can, <laughs> and he might not be very comforting, but he's not a friend, you know, he should comfort me, you know, but he's not helpful. Um, but no, no legal there. So. Divine encourager. <laughs> why, why, why does God say, you know, he's going to encourage you, and he's, and he's going to be God doing it. Yeah. Be God encouragement. Good. Um, so let's get let's skip down to the, the let's to the amplified. See what they comforter. That's the one they went with. Yeah. So that was the the, the, the I'm gonna you know help you and be nice to you. Yeah. Um, counselor, helper, advocate, intercessor, strengthener, mm-hmm. and standby. Standby sounds like it's, it's totally wrong. It's like you're my standby. If I can't make yeah, it, you can stand. Yeah, by. that's like well, if it doesn't work, alright, stand by. <laughs> then you. I think that's a that's someone who will stand by me, maybe, but not not a standby. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a weird. Um, okay. So there's an example of um, you're just not going to get it right. Yeah. Because it doesn't matter which one you do, you're going to not give the thing. Um, what would I do in this situation? What, what What's the thing? The first thing, the first thing to realize is, oh, this is a big concept. Um, uh, is there a commentary or book you could recommend that helps understand the cultural references throughout the Bible? Um, there is a, um, I'll just speak to that, Caitlin. Um, there is a reference book called the IVP Bible Background Commentary. And um, it, they, they released it, I think they, they released it for the New Testament. And then I think they released Genesis to Deuteronomy. There might be an Old Testament, the whole one now. I, it, um, because I've gone and got it online, I haven't kept up with the, um, yeah. the hardcover one. But I, um, he, the person there wrote it for missionaries who didn't weren't able to take their library with them on yeah. the mission field. So he said, I'll give you one book that's got a lot of the cultural stuff in it. Yeah. Um, so it's that's one book that is on purpose for doing that. Um, I can't always say that I find, uh, you know, I, 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 sometimes it's very helpful. You know, like with the pigs thing and stuff like that, I'm pretty sure I had some good stuff in there. Yeah. All right? Some good. Other times I find it, yeah, it's not really relevant and I'm not really sure you've got the God breathe part sort of sorted as yeah. well. Do you know what I mean? I'm, I'm just, it, it's good, but it, you couldn't sort of say, that's it, that's the one I need. The net notes, the notes part, if you can get the New English translation and get the notes with it, I found that very helpful. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Um, but again, so between the two of them, and then maybe a commentary, um, you know, that, that we use. Um, but those two, IVP. Um, um, oh, let's see if I got it here. So it's the um, the IVP Bible background commentary. Okay, so I can maybe you can see that small writing up here, tiny little writing. IVP Bible background commentary, um, and then any New English translation if you get the note with the notes. Yeah. Um, if you want to splash some money, serious money, like ask people to pull together their birthday gifts and stuff like that, um, Christmas, that's what I did. I, you know, my 21st birthday was just got my Bible, got a whole stack of books. Mm. You know what I mean? Um, it's um, wait till they're on sale. And okay, if you want to, if you want to put a, a serious investment, the New English Commentary, New Testament, and New English Commentary, Old Testament, uh, are my go-to commentaries. Right, they're, they're um, um, 
each book is you know, like for Galatians and Ephesians, or they're written by different people, so it's yeah. not one author. Right. Um, so it's different ones. Yeah. Uh, I'm pretty sure the, the one by Corinthians was done by Gordon Fee, who's a um, one of the, you know, first Pentecostal theologian. Uh, amazing commentary and amazing Bible teacher. In fact, a lot of his um, his teaching on how to study the Bible really influenced me. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he, he was like when I first read Gordon Fee's How to Read the Bible for What's Worth. It was like water to a thirsty man. Mm-hmm. I just, I can, I can still remember finding that book on a, um, on a bookshelf up at Word Bookstore, up at, and and I just sort of took it off, and I was doing something on reading, and I just stood there, and I just, I read a whole chapter, I think, and and I was like, this book is amazing. So Gordon Fee, and he's he's one of the writers in that particular mm-hmm. commentary series. So it, it, they're not all Pentecostals, they're not all as equally as good, but I lean to it. It's takes, you know, it'll take two or three rows of, of your bookshelf if you buy it. I, I've actually got the, I've actually got the hardcover, you know, the books, the actual hard copy books in my um, study. And it takes, you know, um, you know, two full shelves, maybe a little bit more. Um, so this is not a small, you know, one, it's, it's a series. You know, yeah. the, the book, the, the one on, um, the one on Corinthians would be, you know, pretty, you know, so this size. There's First Corinthians, all right. So First Corinthians, all right. So you can imagine they're they're they're, yeah. they're, they're not. Um, but I've got it all online now. Um, it cost me, I think, up to two hundred dollars mm-hmm. for each one, Old Testament and New Testament. Okay. So, but if I bought the, if I went to buy them off on hard copy now, that cost me about fifteen to seventeen hundred dollars for the New Testament, fifteen seventeen. Because I'm talking, you know, there's twenty books there, and each book's, you know, um, at least sixty or seventy dollars each. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? They're, they're reference books, so. Um, I'm not saying that's why I don't say go and get them. But if you ask me which what what are my my go tos, I will go back to the Net Notes IVP, um, and then I will go and get the NIC New Testament Old Testament. There's a lot of other ones you can get there. Um, I've got um, different commentaries that are quite are free. You know the Jamison Fawcett Brown. IVP. I actually do. A, I'll do a um, web. I'll, I'll do actually a recording one time. I'll help someone set up for free without paying anything. Yeah. A Bible library on their phone. Mm-hmm. All right. And I'll help you to sort of get the stuff on there that I use. Show you how to use it. So we'll do a recording one time. Um, maybe maybe we could do that next week. I don't know. We'll, we'll do as a, a fill in kind of thing. So and I'll go through all this so that I'll and I'll post that as a reference. Um, so you can get all the free stuff. Yeah. And then I'll tell you a few things that you might want to buy. And like you know, but you can get enough translations and stuff to get get started without having to buy anything. Yeah. All right. Um. So good question, Caitlin. Um. So this word advocate. Um. Um. It, it's 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 going to be bigger. So what would I do? I would first of all stop and let's do the God breathed part. But we we also got to stop and read this. Um. I sounded so. Sandy's put a note on there too. I didn't realize. Um, thank you. Yeah, that's good, Sandy, and, and appreciate joining with us. You just slipped in amongst the yeah. comments. I didn't see that. Um, the I would meditate on this. Yeah. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Um, I would meditate on this so that um, I would think about all those meanings. I would maybe go and and, and then the question I'm asking myself is. When Luke wrote this, he wasn't writing seven words. Mm-hmm. He's writing one word that we don't have, ad, you know, a parakletos, but we don't. But I'm, I'm now trying to imagine 
okay, it was a legal term, but he was using it not in a legal way. So it, it had come to have a it had come to have a broader meaning. You know, like you know, we, we, we use terms that have a, a technical meaning, but then we use them more broadly, like the word advocate. You know, you know, it, you know, it, it's it's a legal thing, but it can be used in a non-legal sense. Yeah. But it's it's a more of a technical term. So I actually would stop and I would just imagine all those different words. I look at the Amplified Bible and I think about each each word: comforter, helper, friend. Um, and I think about what that means, and I'll try and put it into a picture of one thing that the Holy Spirit is. And by the time I've actually thought of all those words, and I haven't tried to get one word, what I've just tried to get is the is the package mm-hmm. in my heart. Yeah. I haven't tried to put an English word to it. I've just tried to get it in my heart. Yeah. What is who is this Holy Spirit that Jesus is talking? Because Jesus said, "It's really good I go because the Paracletos is coming." He didn't say the Holy Spirit because, in like, and, and some translators say, "Oh, this, we'll just use this word, Holy Spirit." Yeah. Well, that doesn't because he's, I'm not just talking. You know his name, yeah. but I'm telling you what he is and what he does, mm. and I want you to get this. And it's so important that I go because you, you need him, you need him, yeah, because he's the Paracletos. So I would sit there and I would just meditate, and I might even go for a walk, and I might chew on it because this is a big meaty concept, and. The fact that there's not one word helps me understand it. Um, you know, even if there was a good English word, I might just go and chew on that English word and think about what it means. Because yeah. it's, it's not so much I can understand it here, it's like in here. This is who the Holy Spirit is. And and, and I would let that sort of just simmer. Yeah. You know, like, you know, you know that slow simmer, slow cook. There's some foods you can cook in 10 minutes, but there's other ones that you've got you've to let the flavors work through. Mm. And you've got to let this concept, you've got to be thinking about it and chewing on it. And um, you might, this, this would be a good time, you know, put down your, 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 your iPhone, put down your, your pen and paper if you're using that, put, you know, push your iPad away, you know, and just, just turn away from that and just say, you know, I'm, I'm not going to, I'm not going to engage the mind for a little bit. I'm just going to engage the heart. I'm going to yeah. think about this. I'm going to chew on this. I'm going to meditate. What does this mean? Oh, gosh, I'm, I've been, I'm beginning to pray over it. I'm beginning to talk about yeah. it. It's funny. Thinking about the Holy Spirit talking in tongues, you know. Mm. Hey, thank you, Holy Spirit. Oh, you're helping me. Mm. <laughs> oh, you're a fi- you're a helper. Oh, you're filling me. Oh, you're helping me to. Oh, you're an advocate. Oh, I've got a, I've got a problem here. You're helping. Oh, wow. This is speaking in tongues is part of your role. Yeah. Oh, giving me strength to handle something that's part of your role. Yeah. Giving me comfort and and um and and strength, but it's not comfort like they're there. It's it's comfort like we've got this. Yeah. I got I can lean into you. Um, oh, you know, and and I'll be and as I meditate on that, it gets big and yeah. powerful. All right. Then when I came to do my translation, so so now can I tell you what? Whenever I see whatever word they use in any Bible translation, it's a packet that I just take and immediately put. Yeah. I never think of advocate. I never think of helper. I never think of. Um, comforter. Yeah. I think of this concept, this mm-hmm. big thing, and I, you know, and I, you know, and maybe I just use the Greek word parakletos. But if you're not, com- you know, you don't want to even use the Greek word. You just, just know him that the Holy Spirit is my. He's there. Do you know what I mean? And, and he's in my system. So whenever you read whichever translation you're reading, just it's not important you get the right word. It's important that you get the big package working there, yeah. 
chewing on it, chewing on it, chewing on it. So this is, this is where the, the God breathed part works with, I'm leaning in and I'm studying it yeah. out and I'm working it. Good. All right? And, and it, because ultimately, it's not whether you can get the right word, it's so you can use and, and lean on him and, and work with him and have the parakletos work with you. Mm. Oh. So, um, yeah, there's, there's passages that are just, um, well, they're just too big for one thing. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Too big for one thing. Um, oh, I, I, I've got some more, but I'm going to leave it there. Um, I, well, share, some of the things that I haven't shared is, there's a, um, what happens if... Um, other challenges, good challenges, but um, I just felt, you know, there's a, there's a, it's, I've talked myself into a pregnancy. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Uh, we, we've talked our way into just thinking about the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And this has gone from a, a study to a, how, how awesome is the Holy Spirit? Yeah. How good is the Holy Spirit? Yeah. How, how amazing is the Holy Spirit? Um, he's, he's here to help us. Why don't we just begin to pray for the people watching, Josh, because you know what? is what the Holy Spirit, this is why Jesus said, in fact, let's, let's just look at it in the context of what Jesus said. Um, I'll, I'll just use the New English translation. Yeah. Um, verse 5. But now I'm going to the one who sent me, and not one of you is asking me, where are you going? Instead, your hearts are filled with sadness, because I've said these things to you. He's believing it. And I can imagine if Jesus said, I'm going, yeah. I would be devastated. Amazing. The Messiah, the, the, the king, Jesus, God in the flesh. Yeah. Miracle worker. Yeah. Tough, tough, but miracle worker. Yeah. Yeah. But I tell you the truth. It's to your advantage that I'm going away. For if I do not go away, the advocate will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. And when he comes, he will prove the world wrong concerning sin and righteousness and judgment. Concerning sin, because they do not believe in me. Concerning righteousness, because I'm going to the Father and you'll see me no longer. Concerning judgment, because the rule of this world has been condemned. I have many more things to say to you, but I cannot bear them now. But when He, the Spirit of truth, comes, He will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on His own authority, but He will speak whatever He hears, and He will tell you what is to come. He will glorify me, because He will receive from me what is mine and will tell it to you. Everything that the Father has is mine, and that is why I said the Spirit will receive from me what is mine and will tell it to you. Well, I just thank God one of the, of the role of the Holy Spirit to come to help us, yeah. to reveal things to us, to show us things, to enable us, to empower us. Yeah. I have become more and more aware that the great, the great thing about the um, um, power of what Jesus has done, the good news. In fact, I'm going to read it to you from Galatians. Um, and Galatians two.
verse 13. Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us. Because it is written, Cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree. Verse 14. In order that in Christ Jesus, the blessing of Abraham would come to the Gentiles so that we could receive the promise of the Spirit by faith. Um, this is the reason Jesus went to the cross. And sometimes we get caught, oh, the blessings. No, how the blessings come to us is if you can get the Spirit to you. Yeah. If I can get the Spirit to you, you can enter into the blessing. Yeah. You can walk in the blessing. You can walk in the fullness. I, I did all this so you could get the Spirit to come. Yeah. This is the whole reason. This is, this is why Jesus said, ah, this is what I'm doing. I am going to the cross so you can have the Holy Spirit in you. You remember that Jesus walked on this earth under the Holy Spirit's anointing and help. Remember, he was baptized and it said the Holy Spirit like a dove came down upon him. Yeah. And um, it says, John, and when he started his ministry, he said, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because yeah. he has anointed me to do all this. Jesus said, I do all this under the anointing and the leadership and the direction of the Holy Spirit. And he said, I've got to go. Yeah. So the same thing can come to you. Yeah. He's the advocate. He's, he's your guide. He's your help. He's your comforter. He's your strength. Josh, he's everything you're going to need to get the job done. He's going to come to you. Yeah. I've got to go. So you, I've got to go because I, I need a center. Mm-hmm. And I can't send him in front of you because I've got to go on the cross, be resurrected, go to heaven, send him down. Yeah. So then, then he can go. He can, you can all enjoy what I'm going to do because of what I've been doing. No wonder he said, in great, you see all the things I'm doing? You'll do greater things than me. Yeah. It's the same Holy Spirit. Yeah. So we're praying for you right now. The same Holy Spirit. That's the most exciting thing. And they could not even find a word in English to say this is so good. What it was. I just I just encourage you to meditate. Go away from this set this session. Stop and think about. Try and get that packet of meaning of all that is Holy Spirit. Ask the Holy Spirit to help you. It's funny. Holy Spirit, help me understand what it is. Yeah. What is it? Why? This, you know, this is um, uh, one thing that's not mentioned in the word advocate um, is there, but it's there. It's in the concept of the Spirit coming. Where's the Holy Spirit come from, Josh? Where's the Holy Spirit? Where, where is? Yeah, from God, from yeah. heaven, from you know, He carries the presence and glory of heaven and from heaven. Um, you're designed, and and your purpose is to join Jesus live in heaven, go mm-hmm. to the heavenly places. Yeah. Um, you know, that, that's, that's, you know, the new heavens, the new earth. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. And um, the Holy Spirit says, I'm going to bring the atmosphere of heaven mm-hmm. to your future home, you know, and I'm going to put it in you. I come with that. Mm-hmm. It's, 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 I come, heaven on earth. I bring it in, I, I bring a sense of heaven to yeah. you here. Uh, you know, it's, um, fragrance um have you ever had a fragrance remind you of somewhere you know like um i, I can't remember um someone was talking to once they said that they smelled a perfume and it brought them back to a childhood memory of snuggling up to their mother mm-hmm. and in the warm the warm the, the jumper but the smell it was the, the perfume of the mother yeah and when she smelled that it just reminded her of that that place that um the Holy Spirit, when I lean into Him, I can smell heaven. Mm-hmm. It makes me think about 
know, he yeah. brings, brings that. Oh, he just, um, he brings you up. You know, he's like, I, I'm a heavenly being, you know, and, and I'm bringing that to you. I'm a down payment of where you're going to be. Yeah. I'm bringing a little bit of it already now. So it is so amazing. So just go and meditate and chew on that. And um, then, then walk with the, in friendship with the Holy Spirit. Walk in, in draw upon him, use him as an advocate. You know, uh, a helper might give you the sense, well, I'll just tell you what to do. But, you know, hey, Holy Spirit, can you do this and this because you're my helper? Yeah. But we understand on that's missed it on other aspects. So we, we get together and we sort of say, Holy Spirit, okay, show me what to do from that. You know, help me to get this done. Mm-hmm. Lean into him. So um, that's, and that's, that's the joy of leaning into the word is you can get that type of revelation. Yeah. You're not just relying on the surface. You're not just sort of just getting what people tell you. You say, oh, he's the helper, he's the comfort. No, you can lean in and dig in a little bit deeper and find that, oh, there's a rich vein of truth right here. Mm-hmm. And um, Josh, have you fixed, got one word for your Bible translation? Are you got, you're not going to do an Amplified on me now. Are you, are you, is it Josh? Is it not going to be Josh Dover's Amplified translation, is it? You've got to have one word. Which, one, which word have you, are you going to lean in? Oh. Which one you use, you're going to be wrong. Yeah. Doesn't which one we use is going to be part of it. Okay. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Josh. Um, Josh's new Bible will be available online. Um, it's got about seven verses in it now, and um, so it's going. You know, I'm still putting my own draft. Mm, that's still yeah. the main content of it. So. Yeah, that's right. You've got a signed copy of Josh's um, Bible, and um, you know, just imagine how much that'll be worth in years to come. So I had one of the original Josh Dobie Bibles. Um, appreciate. You guys joining with us, it's been a real good fun session today. God bless you. Have a great week. See ya.